Hi, this is Jennifer Benz. Hey, Jennifer, it's Suzanne Dalbanko calling from Catalyst for Payment Reform. How's it going? Great. How are you, Suzanne? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for uh, picking up the phone. So I just want to let you know we have an audience listening in today. And for their purposes, would you mind just describing what it is that you do in your firm? Sure, absolutely. Uh, I run Ben's Communications, a small marketing and communications agency that I started about 11 years ago. We're based in San Francisco and work with large organizations across the country, mostly Fortune 500 companies, and help them educate their employees about all aspects of benefits, healthcare, retirement, work-life benefits, and everything in between. It's really fun work. Well, so, you know, we focus on healthcare, and I guess in that context, what do you think are the biggest challenges that employers are facing today when it comes to communicating with their populations? Oh, the the challenges are many. Uh, the first thing with healthcare is just that it's a super, super complicated and complex topic that most people just simply feel unequipped to understand. And so when you're trying to get people engaged with something that they're overwhelmed with immediately, just the top, the very topic of it, and then at the times when they really need the information the most, they're also emotionally stressed and therefore not making the best decisions. Uh, it, it, it's just a really challenging situation. And the, the other thing is, that people only really need to engage with the healthcare system infrequently. So very few people ever become experts at navigating healthcare. And this is, of course, a, a big challenge for employers who want people to be more actively engaged and making better decisions because it's really tough to get anyone ever at that comfort level of feeling really confident about their ability to navigate the healthcare system. So, you know, you've had many customers now over the years, and, you know, people rave about the work that your firm does. So tell us about a real success story, and, you know, it's up to you if you name names, but if you could describe a real success story and and what others could learn from it, um, you know, around how to overcome these challenges, I think the audience would be really interested. Yeah, we, we are very fortunate to work with some amazing organizations, and the success story that I often point to is when we helped Adobe launch their HSA plan many years ago. It was just a a by-the-book. We were able to use every best practice with that organization, and we got 62% of people to move into that HSA plan in the first year. Uh, But more importantly, we made sure that they had a good experience once they were in that plan by continuing really robust year-round education. And so people didn't move out of that plan in the second year. And what made that campaign a success, and we've written about it a lot, you can see the case study on our website, is that we really thought about the employee experience at every step of the way. Uh, We talked to employees a lot about their current perceptions of health benefits, how they understood them. We were able to have a really strong point of view and be really directive with employees about what to do. And then the process was, a lot of time was spent on making the process as simple as possible. So it was easy for people to make the right decision. And then after enrollment, we continued with really, really robust communication and education 
so that when people started to actually use their plan, they had those resources at their fingertip. And that that model of really thinking about the employee needs at every step of the way, really crafting the experience and helping guide people down the path to the right decisions, that is that is proven to be successful in so many other examples too. We just recently did a big campaign for a very large university following those same tenants, and we were able to get exceptional participation with people downloading all of the various health consumer apps that were out there and uh, and really get folks engaged in that way with that, that same model of, of really thinking about the employee experience. So, I mean, I know a lot of employers think about communications around open enrollment time, but you're really making the point that it's one thing to get people to make an informed choice for themselves, their family, about what benefits to sign up for. It's another thing to continue to communicate with them throughout the year around how to make use of what they've got. And um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. I mean, I know, you know, with advertising, with other things, you know, I think that the theory today is there's so much noise out there. You've got to do repeated communications. Is is that the right thinking? Is that, is that how you guys go about it? And obviously, it sounds like you're customizing those communications at different steps along the way. Yeah, absolutely. The biggest opportunity that most organizations have is simply to move from that once a year big pile of communications around annual enrollment to really spreading out the messaging and getting a truly year-round communication strategy in place. And that's so critical for getting people to engage in the programs and even just remember what's out there at the point when they need it. And if you think about when someone encounters a, a really serious health condition, it could be that annual enrollment was 10 months ago and they haven't even thought about their health care benefits and they're not at all thinking about all of the robust programs that their employer has at their fingertips. And we hear all the time from benefits leaders who hear stories from their employees about really stressful things that they went through and there are programs that could have helped them if they had only known about them. And the only way that you that you can counter that and the only way that you can really get people engaged in using benefits throughout the year is to talk about them all the time. And you, uh, you really cannot talk too much about benefits. There's so many helpful programs that are out there and so much need within employee populations for using them and accessing those resources. So... When you talk about talking and communicating, what modes are are employers using these days and and where is the future of employee communications headed? I mean, you know, we we all carry around our smartphones, we have all kinds of apps, we've got intranets of the companies where we work. There's so many different platforms and vehicles. What what vehicles are you seeing sort of being used for best practices today and where do you think it's heading? Well, the the vehicles that are being used today are, are everything you can think of. Truly, any communication channel that you can think of, we have clients using it in some way or another for their for their benefits. So, of course, all of the things online, uh, internal websites, external websites, social media, email, text messaging, videos, and so forth. Also, the the traditional channels. 
print materials can still be incredibly valuable. Um, good old posters and digital signage within a workplace, employee meetings or webinars, you know, so many of the, the older feeling tools are still very, very effective. And the, the way communications is going is, is really, really exciting because we have such a personalized and targeted experience in our consumer lives, and that is really making its way into the benefits world. So you see benefits administrators that have much more robust communication platforms that are really allowing for that more targeted, personalized experience. Uh, wellness providers are also building out those those tools, as well as pure communication solution providers that are building solutions that are going to allow that really personalized, targeted experience that you get in the consumer world. Uh, so you might have an app that knows about that knows a lot about you and integrates a lot of data to get you that just-in-time information. Uh, similarly, uh, that could come via email in a really targeted way that you're going to really look forward to those emails because it's going to have such helpful information that is going to fit the specific problems and challenges that you have in your life. And that's the way consumer marketing works, and it's the way that benefits is starting to work, which is really, really exciting to see. So I can imagine with some benefits, you know, wellness benefits or exercise classes, people don't feel very sensitive about something targeting them personally. How are, you know, how are the issues related to privacy addressed when obviously, I mean, this is something that many of us have grappled with in healthcare, so it's not new, but the more you can personalize, how do we deal with some of the privacy issues related to, well, gosh, why am I be, being targeted about this specific thing? Uh, such a great question. And the the thing about targeted and personalized information is you can do so much without creeping people out. And a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hesitation because you don't want people to feel uncomfortable about how much you know about them or what the or what you might be, what kind of data you might be using behind the scenes. But sometimes that belief really prevents people from using the data at all. When there's so much that can be done that is just going to feel very helpful uh, in terms of the way employees perceive it and not intrusive. So the, the key is that employees need to know that their data is protected, that their manager is not reviewing their healthcare information and things like that. But they also need helpful, relevant information. And if we can get them helpful, relevant information that is helping them deal with the problems in their lives right now, they're going to appreciate that. The problem is that too much healthcare information has been about what the employer wants done or what the health plan wants done versus the challenges of that individual. And so if we put it in the framing of making it relevant and meaningful for that individual, which is the way consumer marketing works, because all of us in our consumer lives have completely given up privacy and with no problems about it because of the valuable services we're getting in return. And healthcare has not built that trust yet, but we're going to start to see it get there if we put employees at the center of that and really build for their needs and solving real problems in their lives. You know, my dad um, is a primary care doctor, and he has always said to me that people 
worry a lot about consumers and their privacy when it comes to healthcare. But as soon as someone's sick, they don't really care about their privacy anymore. They just want the help and they want to get the care that they need. And it's interesting, you know, how it plays different roles in our in our minds and our lives at different times and what we get used to. So employers, you know, are investing in lots of different programs and approaches to help their employees get the care they need, you know, uh, specific to any particular health condition or situation that they're in. We have price and quality transparency tools. There are all kinds of specific wellness programs. But one of the complaints I often hear from employers is that they invest in these programs, but they really are underused. I mean, we're talking single-digit participation sometimes. You know, you even hear this about employee assistance programs. So if you were to think about, you know, you make this investment as an employer and you want to get your employees uh, to make use of this offering, what role does communications play? And sort of proportionately, how much effort also needs to be plowed into communications in addition to, you know, the new uh, benefit that you've just launched and introduced to your population? So that's a great question. And we we talk with organizations about this all the time who are frustrated that they have all of these incredible programs and they've added on all these new programs and people just aren't using them. And the the reality is in most organizations, companies really, really skimp out on communicating new programs and services. It's just not enough to launch a new program and make a big splash and then not talk about it again. Because if you think about it, whether it's a price transparency tool or a niche healthcare program or a a niche work-life program, the people who that's most relevant for at the time of launch might be really excited about it in that moment, but in another month and a half, you have a whole other group of people who need that service then. And then three months later, a whole other group of people. But if you don't continue to talk about what's out there and you don't have really good tools in place and resources in place that people know where to go, they're just simply not going to remember it. And that's why so many organizations see a blip of participation when a program's first launched and then dismal participation after that. And it's simply because the communication stopped and people don't remember what's out there. So our clients who have been doing really robust year-round communication for years, I can almost guarantee success of any program that's launched because employees know where to go for information, the communication doesn't stop after a program is initially launched, and there's constant reminders about how to use it and what's relevant. And over time, we've trained employees that if there's anything that they're struggling with in their life, the benefits program has something to solve that problem for them. And you've got to get that embedded in people's minds. Otherwise, they're simply not going to remember all of these great programs that are out there at the time of need. So speaking of this challenge, um, we, our organizations, Catalyst for Payment Reform and Ben's Communications are partnering for the first time, which I'm really excited about. And we're putting together a small work group of employers who are wanting to direct their employees to higher value healthcare providers, but face this communication challenge that we've been talking about. And I just want to let our audience know that if anyone is still interested in joining that work group, we do have some space and uh, you can get to us through our website, um, uh, our info at 
uh, catalyze.org or reach out to Jennifer Benz or myself directly through um, finding us off, off of our websites. We would really welcome further participation. It's a problem that many employers are trying to solve. And as employers are looking to point their employees more to the higher quality, more affordable providers, whether it's through a narrow network uh, offering or a tiered network or centers of excellence program, um, we're going to be doing some original research um, and putting together a communications toolkit that can be customized for each of the participants. And I think it's going to be a really valuable experience that we'll then be able to share the lessons from with our broader audience. So, Jen, I'm really looking forward to working with you on that. And I just want to thank you so much for taking some time to, t- to chat with me today. I learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners did too. Thank you so much. And we are just thrilled about the collaborative as well. There's a great group of employers already signed up. We'd love to have a couple more. And I think that work is going to be really valuable for everyone trying to think about how to get people to higher value care. So thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye.